Today's episode, a bottle of seltzer. I, uh, I, I think I'm obsessed with the state of my soul. And thinking so much about the state of my soul starts to make me feel like I'm self-absorbed, and I know that can't be good for the state of my soul either. Hmm. And so on top of everything, I worry that I'm too narcissistic because I'm thinking about my soul all the time. Y you know what I mean? Wait a second. I think I understand. Well, hang on. Hang on. Let, let, let me just finish. And I've begun to have this reoccurring daydream of myself standing before God once I'm dead in heaven. Not that I'm even sure that such a thing can even really happen. But anyway, I imagine God replaying moments of me from my life at my most self-involved. Mm -hmm. and, and God's playing the film of my life on this big drive-in movie screen. And I'm seeing the close-ups on my face as it's thinking all of its self-obsessed thoughts. And we're standing there, God and me, watching this. On a big movie screen. Yeah. I like movies. Yeah, yeah, so do I. But, but, but what I'm saying is that um, as we're standing there, I could tell that God knows that I know what a bad person I am. What? Because I know that the person that I was when I was alive that we're watching on the big drive-in movie screen is probably standing there imagining the possible future in heaven where he's standing around watching a movie of his life with God. You know? I don't understand. So, you know, this future when I'm dead, where I'm watching myself in the past on a big drive-in movie screen in heaven. You mean watching yourself in the past once you're in the future? Reviewing with God what a bad, self-obsessed, navel-gazing person I am and was. What? And then I realize what a bad, self-obsessed person I am, a doubly self-obsessed person I am. I'm going to go watch The Lion King now. That, I, that I'm even imagining this in the first place. Okay, now I'm going to go get my mother. Imagining that God would even have time to even sit around and review the life of a little jerk like me. I do not understand. And then I think how incredibly self-aggrandizing to think this way. I'm going to get the phone now. Who are you talking to? Mostly, I, you know, I, th I think I'm better off just translating my, my anxieties into these obtuse third-person allegories and fables. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Nothing. Were you talking about your soul again? No, I, again with your soul? Why would you speak to her about that? Well, I, I, you weren't there. She said you were doing the laundry. What's wrong with you? You were busy. So you speak to my six-year-old? She listens. It's totally inappropriate. She's a listener. She doesn't know what to say to you. What kids think she, about these kinds of things? She. I thought about these things when I was four. Well, exactly. And look how you turned out. Put her, put her on the phone. Let me ask I her about not, it. There's no way I'm putting her on the phone. I don't want her thinking about these things. I don't want you to introduce these neuroses to her. It's not neuroses. You don't want her thinking about the state of her soul. At, not at six years old, though. I want her to think about jumping rope and playing hopscotch. You could do both. I don't want her obsessing and growing it's into not a neurotic adult like you. I'm her godfather, okay? I'm supposed yeah. to give some moral tutelage, okay? Isn't that my role as her godfather? No! You just have to show up on her birthday. That's it. Send a card. What you can't do is call her up and talk about your soul. It came up. It's just something that's... It doesn't come up. She didn't ask you. Hi, Uncle Donnie. How's your soul? Of course it didn't come up. You it... brought it up. I did... Ask her about school. Ask her about her friends. Talk about her. Not I about did. you. It's I... not always about you. She brought it up. She did not bring up your soul. No, not sp specifically, but we, you know. She doesn't even know the word. Well, you know, I have to question your parenting if she doesn't even Excuse know. Excuse me? 
Well, I'm, you know, not to... What are you saying? I'm a bad parent? I'm not saying you're a bad parent. I'm just saying... Well, When his wife was very upset with him, which these days was pretty often, she would tell him that he had a small soul. Of all her insults, this one for him was the most painful. For what was the final measure of a man, if not his soul? You have a small soul, she would say, hands on her hips, appraising him as he tried to toast waffles. She was not saying that he had a small heart, because that could be rationalized away. Many people have overcome small hearts. In fact, Overcoming a small heart is sort of a true American success story. Look at the Grinch, for God's sake. But a small soul, that was immutable. He had been raised in a religious household. She knew this, and he did not take the word soul lightly. Hey, small soul, she would blurt, wandering into the living room as he tinkered with the TV antenna. It would take a moment for him to process. It was like having a football tossed right at your face and being told to think fast. After she'd say it, he'd skulk around the house, feeling as though the person who should know him best knew him least. Only someone who had no sense of him whatsoever could think that he had a small soul. He was not sure how big the average man's soul was supposed to be, nor did he know if there was a system of measurement for which such things could be assessed. But he was quite sure he had a large soul. Somewhere between, say, W.C. Fields and Jackie Gleason. But when he thought upon the size of his soul, he did not get carried away either. He did not imagine football stadiums or asteroids. He was conservative and judicious in his imaginings. All the marks of a very large soul. How wrong his wife was. To be so hurtful. And for what? The last time she accused him of having a small soul was because he refused to pick up her mother from the grocery store. He had just returned from a nine and a half hour shift at the insurance office and was looking forward to just sitting with a rum and coke and vegging. But then it came. Small soul, she called out pleasantly through the kitchen door. She spoke the words as if this were his native name, like Big Bear. After that, he could not perform his vegging at all properly. And so before he knew it, he was pouring his rum and coke in the sink. In the car, as they made their way to the shop and save, her favorite song came on the radio. And when she asked him to turn it up, she used his God-given name. It was the first time she had done so all evening. Hearing her speak it, he felt his soul stretch beneath the thin fabric of his t-shirt, as if it were a cat being stroked. idea uh -huh. and it would require a slight different format change to your show but I know you're open to that okay instead of the whole phone call thing mm -hmm. I do it in the studio I'd be sitting next to you you come into the studio right okay so you'd be telling one of your long boring sad stories about your sad life right right and the middle of it I'm responding like yeah uh-huh uh-huh just like pretending to listen but I have one of those clown seltzer bottles that I spritz you with 
Uh-huh. Like in the side of the head, just like a jet of water and it goes spraying against you, totally catches you by surprise. I think it would be hysterical. You think that, yeah. Women don't like me, dating trouble, my life is so bad, I'm so this, I'm so that. Mm-hmm. Spritz. Right. When I think of Jonathan, I think of some maudlin, sad story coming out of you. But that's not true. I mean, I, I, Without pauses. That's not true at all. I mean, I, Relentless. I tell a lot of stories. Rain of words. Look, I, and that all the seltzer would do is provide a little break. It's like intermission at the theater. Don't you think it would take away some of my dignity? Dignity? Yeah. What dignity? It's sad that you're revealing your ignorance about comedy. Don't you? Haven't you ever heard the expression spritzing? Well, y- yes, I, term. yes I have. Yes, I have. Spraying it's... someone with a seltzer water bottle. Thank you, but it's not funny. I mean, maybe it was funny 70 years ago, but it's, oh, really? it's not. No, it's not very funny. Are, are, are big clown shoes not funny? Not really, no. And what about a rubber horn that you walk around with that you honk? I mean, maybe if you're five years old. Remember when we were like 11? Yeah. And we went out on, on that overpass, and I had the water balloons, and I wanted to throw them at the cars. Yeah. And you were like, "This is we shouldn't do this. This is right. really dangerous." I stand by crash. that. Yeah, that wasn't it. Wasn't a good idea. A driver could go off the road. Right. It's dangerous. Right. See, what I think, you know, it's just hitting me now like a ton of bricks. What's that? I, it only hit me now, like 25 years later, mm-hmm. that you don't have a sense of humor. It's funny because you know, I mean, I'm okay. Wait, hang on a second. You're, I, I, you're, you're saying... the story I was telling you about my airbag going off the other day? Everyone I told that story to was laughing their head off, and you were just staring at me? Well, because I've, I've, this happened to me a couple of times, and it's very unnerving. Didn't you ever watch Bubs Bunny and Roadrunner? Anvil's dropping on people's heads isn't funny. It hurts. No, but I mean, but it, when you do it in the right context, it's funny. The context of a cartoon. What is a cartoon but a two-dimensional depiction of real-life events with a talking coyote? So what you need to do... See, that's, that's like your life, right? Mm-hmm. You need to take that little moment, that boom, when the airbag goes off, mm-hmm. and mine that for comedy. See, that's what the leap of imagination required by a sense of humor is, which I think you lack. Who do you think was funny? Chico Marx? Chico Marx, yeah, the Marx brothers were very funny. Yeah, I didn't say the Marx brothers. I said Chico Marx. Chico was the straight man. Harpo, Groucho, mm-hmm. they provided a few laughs. Yeah, but straight men are important. Yeah, sensible shoes are important. That doesn't make them funny. Okay, Gregor, I, you know, it's, 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 you okay, know, I, okay. I, I, I can't. Comedy workshop, comedy workshop time. Comedy workshop time uh-huh. for Jonathan. Okay, what? The audience sees you as you see yourself, and when your head has been just freshly spritzed with seltzer water, you're going to feel very funny. I'm not going to feel funny. I'm going to feel irritated. I'm starting to feel irritated right now. If you, if you sprayed a seltzer in my face in a studio, you know, you would destroy the microphone. You get my seat very wet, and there's a very real chance that you get water on my notes, and they would stick together later. Okay, let's do a little pop quiz. When I say you slip on a banana peel, do you think personal liability and possible back injury, or do you think joke? What kind of a pill do you think I am? Well, apparently you're a pill who's worried about whether the windscreen on the microphone is going to get damp. No, I'm, I'm not, listen, I, like I said, I have nothing against physical comedy, but it should be good. Oh, I do have one other idea for you. Yeah. This one is where, um, <laughs> part of it depends on the hell, but a surprise. Yeah. But at some point when you're resting your hand on the table, mm-hmm. I hit it with a hammer. <laughs> that's, that's funny by you. Yes, it's funny. So you're saying, basically, if, if I've learned your lesson well... Anything that hurts or humiliates me is funny. Yeah. In fact, just you saying that puts a smile on my face. Uh-huh. Or I had another idea, too, where I put a, a wooden match in uh, your shoe and set it on fire. That's horrible. It's called the Hot Foot. It's a comedy classic bit. But there's smoke detectors in the studio. You know, you're a stiffly stifferson. What, are you going to spend your whole life worrying about smoke detectors and microphones getting wet? 
Yeah, I'm going to come down to the studio wearing a cape, and then I'm going to jump up on the table and have a pie in each hand and clap them on the sides of your ears. And you're going to be telling me about the headphones are going to get shaving cream on them? Come on. You'll see. It's very, very funny. Or the thing I do where I put the galvanized pail over your head and I bang the side of it with a ladle over and over. It's funny. We're going to fix it in post with a bunch of sound effects. It's going to be great. <laughs> okay, like if I, if I sprayed you in the face with a seltzer bottle, would that be funny? No. You see? But, well, you, well, why wouldn't it be funny? Because you are the kind of guy that the audience wants to see get sprayed in the face with a seltzer bottle. I am the kind of guy they want to see doing the spraying. Don't you know the difference? You know the difference between Roadrunner and Coyote? Does the Roadrunner chase the Coyote? I don't think so. You're the guy who gets sprayed in the face. It's as simple as that. How, I can't break it down into any smaller particles. That's it. That's the atomic version of comedy. That's the simplest explanation. Look, look, Gregor, you know, I... I... Okay, listen, listen. I want you to do me a favor. Yeah. You, you carry a compact in your purse? No, I don't. Makeup? I, I <laughs> resent that. I don't have a compact. I don't and have look a... in the yeah. mirror mm-hmm. and see your, your, your dry head staring back at you. Your sad, dry head. And then picture it with seltzer water dripping out of one of your ears and the side of your hair all mashed up because it's got the impact of water spray. A man needs to be able to laugh at himself first. Otherwise, everyone's going to go around laughing at him behind his back and go out and meet for dinner, and the conversation will turn to what uh, a stiff he is, and they'll all joke and laugh about him for hours on end. Was that, they'll do it every night for several years. Why are you, did, and, uh, That's always going to be the topic of the conversation. Why are you saying that people, what a stiff he is. Do people laugh behind my back? Do people call me a stiff? No. Well, then why would you... Why would you say that? I, I, we don't even have to get into why. No, you're well, funny. But you're the one who just brought it up. Well, what, you finish that? You. I'm trying to help you. Would you take? Reach out your hand to me. I'm reaching out my hand to you. I don't I'm, think you're trying I to help me. My hand is a bottle of seltzer, and I could spray funny bubble-filled water. I didn't even. I didn't even want to dignify this conversation by having. Oh, it's the old. I don't want to dignify this conversation. Routine. What Come do you on, think? Look. What do you think we do? No, we don't talk about you. We have lives. We have other things going on. We don't talk about you. Let, let me just ask. You, you, you don't. I make you laugh sometimes. I can be funny. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. What's okay? What's the last thing that I did that made you laugh? <sighs> the last thing you did that made me laugh. Um. You know, it's it, it, that's the thing with comedy. It's like some things, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's not the point. You're funny. You're a funny guy. Okay, you're all right. A, you've always been a funny guy. You okay. are a funny guy. It, it's stupid. You know, he wanted to come to the studio and spray me in the side of the head with with a with a seltzer bottle, to sort of you know li- liven up my show a little bit. That's really funny, actually. What? That would be really funny. It is funny. It's ridiculous that he would actually. <laughs> what do you mean? If he sprayed seltzer on you, if that's he's... funny. That's, he's funny. Really? Yeah, it's really funny. I mean, I, I, you, you don't think that's funny? No, I did. No, I didn't. It's really funny. I mean, not least of all because it's on the radio. I mean, you wouldn't be able to see me getting. Hit. I know, but you'd hear the sound of it, you know, shooting out, and then you'd be going like, you know, trying yeah. to fight it off, and it's like spitting and not being able to, you know, it'd be funny. Are you gonna do it? No, I, I, no, I did. I mean, I didn't even consider doing. It. I mean, it, 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 it would be like. Um... I mean, maybe that's you know. I just feel like sometimes you can be so incredibly rigid and not open to. To being hit in the side of the head with with seltzer water. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah, think about think about it. It's and, funny. And is a part of it me? 
that it, that it would be me getting hit with the seltzer water? <laughs> we, Greg, Gregory would do it, right? Gregor, yeah, that's yeah. what he was suggesting. And I find that hostile. It's not hostile. Why do you? Why are you? Why do you have to turn it into some? It's funny. Just do it. Just try it. What's the big What's the big deal? You get all wet, you dry yourself off, you move on. Right. Well, okay. But I, I feel like it's funny at my expense. What 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 do you want from me? What do you want me to tell you? How How do my friends see me? Number one, as the kind of guy who like you know deserves to be hit in the face with with soda. I, I sometimes I feel like you're just not that open to being sprayed in the face no just to, to funny you know it's funny okay so you know you know you know what we should do no i don't Let, let's call up starley okay you want to call starley yeah why because i respect her opinion about comedy well you don't trust my opinion no no listen i normally i res I, I i let's just get another opinion okay she's funny she's a comedy writer and i'm not funny you're very funny. She's professionally. She's funny for a living. Listen, you know, I could be sensitive about this also. You know, you're sort of intimating that I'm not funny either. No, I'm. You, I, no, I'm. Sa what I'm saying. All right, is it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let's just call up Starley on the telephone, okay? Do you, you want to hang on? One second? I'm going to put you on. I'm going to put you on hold while I'll conference her in. Fine. Okay, hang hang on one second. Hey, Starley. Yeah, Jonathan? Yes, hi. Hi. How, how are you doing? Good. Good. Uh, I'm on the phone here with Wendy Dore. Wendy? Yeah. What are you doing on the phone? Well, I, that's a very good question. You should ask Jonathan. <laughs> right, okay. We're, 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 bo we're both calling you up for a reason. Well, both. Mm -hmm. There's something that Wendy finds funny and I don't find funny at all, and we both defer to your uh, comedic judgment. This is why you're calling me? To decide what to tell you that something's funny? Yes. This is okay. Yeah, you ready? Well, that's kind of you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Imagine this. Okay. Okay. I'm sitting in the studio. Yeah. Well, wait. 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 Okay. Jonathan, you're not telling it right. Can I? Can I just? Can I just jump in? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So. So. Okay. So, so imagine this. It's Jonathan's radio show. Oh, okay. Right, okay. right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. There's a certain yeah. tone that is achieved. Uh, wait. Okay. okay. Wait. What is that? And and what what is that? that. What are you it's talking just about? A, it's a, totally. There's a, just a tone. There's yeah. a mood. Okay. Yes. Yeah, definitely. What, what, what? How would you characterize that 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 tone and mood? Can you let her talk? Yeah. Okay. Can I just All right. finish? Like, yeah. it's like it's messing up her chops. Okay. The yeah, tone. I totally understand the tone, by the way, Wendy. You okay. don't need to say anymore. Thank you. Well, very I much. I don't understand. I'd like to hear more about it. Listen. Jonathan, this is why we're talking on the phone. Yeah. We're going to find out if this is funny or not. Yeah. All right. a professional, okay. funny person. Okay. I'm trying to help you. Right. So, Jonathan's doing his little radio show. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And Gregor comes in, and he shoots him with seltzer. <laughs> it was funny, right? <laughs> you shoot them in seltzer? It's so old school. I know. Funny. Are you? Are you? <laughs> I can't even. I'm thinking about it right now. It's totally cracking me up. <laughs> I totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. Are you? Are you being serious? Well, if you don't mind, like I think, is I seltzer water is exactly the kind of jolt that your show needs. Since well, when is my show the kind of show where someone comes in and does that sort of thing? Well, it's but that's not, the whole point. Exactly, it's not the kind of show that someone does it, and now it's why you need it. 
Like, let's, yeah, like, say the radio show's happening, right? You're one of your little learning lesson stories. Like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, Gregor comes out, sprays you with seltzer, and then it's great. Boom, it's done, you know? And, and, and you, know, you, know, you know what else? What? It's the opposite of depressing. Oh, my God. Amen to that. What totally does that right. mean? I'm sorry That's... to say it. We love you, man. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I don't, I'm not feeling that. you got to cheer up a bit. And, yeah. yeah. It's so, like, light and unheavy and, and, like, unburdened by, like, all the issues and the neuroses. It's just, like, it doesn't go on and on and on and on and on. I love it. You don't feel annoyed. <laughs> no, exactly. Oh, right. Right. So you find me you annoying know. and depressing. <laughs> What? No, 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 that's just no. what you I said. Mean, you said no, that. Not always, right? No. no. So do you think, like, maybe, you know, if he sprays me... Yeah. I'm just trying to think of how to do this. So he sprays me, and then, like, I grab the seltzer bottle, and I spray him back, and... No. No. Then we, like, we're both spraying each are other. You are you determined to kill everything? <laughs> It's the most simple, purest joke I've heard in a long, long it's, time. It's the original joke. Funny phrase. Can you just please just let it go? Maybe go get some lunch or something. Do you like pizza? That's funny. Go eat some pizza. Yeah. Turkey sandwich. Yeah. Roast beef sandwich. Pizza's funny. Pizza's funny. And, and, and Wendy, once again, I got to step aside because I, I really... When he felt as though the world and its bullies were crouched around every corner, waiting for him with whoopee cushions and garden hoses spraying gunfire... He would retreat to the recording studio. Inside its soothing carpeted womb, he felt he could drop all of his defenses and with freedom from scorn, speak heartfelt words that... Surprise! Yeah. Okay, all right! Not, not, not in the face, not in the it's face. It's not funny if it's not in the face. Not in the... <laughs> Booyah! <laughs> Now that is comedy, my friend. Can you give me a towel?
Ой. Don't bring me chocolate sauce. On Wiretap today, you heard Helen Pallet Wiesel, Mary Claude Pallet, Gregor Ehrlich, Wendy Dorr, Starley Kine, and Alan Sherman performing his song, Seltzer Boy. Wiretap is written and performed by Jonathan Goldstein and produced by Jonathan Goldstein with Sarah Gilbert and Carolyn Warren. Production help from Mira Bertwintonic.